Hey everybody, welcome to Latter-day Struggles. This is your host, Valerie. You have me all by myself today. And coming off of a rather intense series on a deep dive into the complexities of the doctrine of eternal marriage and family here in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And that brings me to the decision that I wanted to drop this episode because, as I mentioned a little bit in the previous episode with Brian and Jenny, I have become very interested, even more interested than usual in looking at and addressing the crisis that's going on. It's like a layering of crises. There's the faith crisis and faith expansion population that I am working with and growing with. And then I've also noticed within that population, there are a sizable number of people who are struggling really pretty significantly in their marriages. And that actually extends to a lot of people who I don't know personally, but who have reached out to me to share how much they are struggling and wanting resources and wanting help in essentially saving their marriages. Because in many cases, it's typical that partners grow differently and they grow at different times and they have different paces of their growth and development because so much of our growth and development is based on our own unique individual life's experiences. And so it's not surprising that our faith development would be lopsided or that one partner is going to go before the other. And this very thing is sometimes the cause of extreme crisis in the marriage because the marriage oftentimes is built on one foundation and one foundation only. And that is the beliefs that both partners hold upon falling in love and getting married as far as the beliefs being those of the standard doctrines and teachings of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And so when one partner departs from that or even just moves a little bit away from that and starts really questioning or challenging or thinking differently or thinking a little bit more broadly or stumbles into some struggles with truth claims or issues of authority, all sorts of things start to really destabilize in the marriage. And for that reason... I have decided to create some courses that will help these exact couples. I've actually had multiple, multiple requests for individuals wanting me to start running groups for couples where one partner is in faith expansion and the other is not. And I did give that a lot of consideration and decided against it, mainly because the issues that are at play here are incredibly emotional for most couples. And they span anywhere from couples being in quite a bit of high conflict on the one end of the continuum. And on the other end of the continuum, there are many, many couples who have put this in no man's land and nobody's able to talk about this. And so essentially it is putting a really big rift in the marriage. Um, a wedge is there and has been created that is preventing the couples really from having deep conversations about the extreme pain that both partners are in because one partner has moved into faith expansion and they don't have the resources or the tools to know how to work through this together. And many, in many cases, these are otherwise pretty healthy couples that actually uh, do really well in their marriage and have, you know, typical marriage issues, but also haven't really had to work through or haven't chosen to work through other issues. And now they find themselves very disoriented and not knowing exactly what to do and how to handle this huge marriage altering and life altering issue and therefore, that is why I am here. And today's episode is going to be, I'm going to just be running through the content, a little bit of an overview of the first course that I'm going to be 
uh, offering to you very soon on latterdaystruggles.com. So I invite you to go over there. It will either be available or if it's not available, you can leave your email address there and you will be contacted as soon as it is available. This is uh, the intention that I have is this is going to be two courses, each of which have three classes in them. And, and I'm going to just be going through the content on the first course and each of these three classes. And it is my hope that this will kind of help you see that there is perhaps some a resource for you and that I can be here with you and for you to help you through this uh, faith expansion experience inside of your intimate relationship. Okay. So first of all, I'm going to just give you a little bit of an overview on what you can expect to learn from class number one. Actually, before I jump into that, I, well, I try to make this clear throughout my outline, but I want to just open with this because I feel like this probably might be the most important thing I say here today. I am extremely aware of and sensitive to how tender this is for both partners, including the more traditional partner, meaning that I would suspect that many of you are thinking, I'm never going to get my partner to even be willing to take a class or an online course about this topic because it's just too painful and is the source that we're even listening to or learning from someone who is credible that understands me, the more traditional person. And I'm here to say that I have been extremely committed in my study and in my presentation on having real empathy for not only the expanding partner, who is the one that I oftentimes generally work with, but I have the lucky and fortunate, <laughs> um, is it lucky and fortunate? I guess so. I've spent most of my life in orthodoxy and I really understand the more traditional partner and have like legitimately, I have a lot of empathy for them as well. And so it is my intention that in these courses, I'm really acknowledging and giving equal attention to the lived experience of both partners, both the more traditional Latter-day Saint partner and the reason why they're struggling and also the partner that is in this faith expansion space and really trying to help both partners feel seen, feel validated and feel like they do and can have the skill set together to work through this. This actually is a principle that I find to be incredibly important, which is in a truly healthy growth-oriented relationship, both partners make space for the faith development space of the other, meaning that we're no, no one is trying to or no one is um, entitled to coerce or strong-arm their partner to be somewhere developmentally where they are not. And so I am going to try to put my money where my mouth is on that and teach these courses in a way that dignifies the faith expansion person as well as the more traditional person in the marriage and validate both of their positions as um, as viable, because that's exactly where they are. And it's the only way they will be able to listen and learn and feel like I'm a respectable and re something someone who they can trust is if they, they know that I really do see them where they are and dignify that as, as legitimate. Okay, so class number one is called Establishing Safety as a Couple. What you're going to notice is that I don't hardly talk at all about the issues around faith crisis itself for quite a little while in these courses. And the reason why is because we have to build a firm foundation in the marriage space before we can even start talking about content. You'll, you're going to probably be picking up on a lot of my um, philosophies as a, as a marriage and family therapist, as you listen to these, it never is about what it's about. I spend much less time on content issues and much more time on building safety and trust and helping partners see that they're able to be safe in the context of the relationship before we actually talk about anything that has to do with, with content. 
Okay. So what I really start with is helping the couple recognize their own unique resiliencies that we all came together. You came together as a couple for good reasons. And I want to really call upon those good reasons and bring those forth and help you remember that you came together for good reasons. Because sometimes when a couple is in crisis, they forget why they fell in love and why they come together. What I also work on in this in this particular course is I really want the couples to recognize that it is very likely that both partners are actually um, having very, very different experiences, but very likely are feeling many of the same feelings, which include perhaps fear, shame, uh, loneliness, and abandonment. And I really go deeply into the legitimacy of both partners' experiences. And then I move into how we can respond to and receive the partner in the feeling that they're having. You'll probably notice that once again, I'm not talking about validating each other's ideas. I don't really care about that. I'm really more interested in helping each partner recognize that both partners are having legitimate emotional experiences. And if we can begin to validate and sit with each other's experience of pain, experience of fear, experience of shame, and I even walk you through what emotion one is feeling and the very best way to respond to that specific emotion. So I'm really trying to help people heighten their own self-awareness about what they're feeling and heighten each individual's ability to have empathy for and receive well and competently the other partner's experience. Also, I go way deep into that. So this is just, I, you know, it's just an overview. Okay. And then throughout this entire class and all of the classes I walk, I offer each partner opportunities to pause. I offer a lot of reflection questions, homework, journaling assignments. And I, I pause the couples throughout each of these classes with something I call a couple's conversation time, which is I don't cover very much content before I actually invite the couples to pause, turn the, turn the module off and spend some time talking with each other and processing what I'm working with them on. My intention is that each of these classes they're only an hour to an hour and a half long each class. And so each course is probably between, I don't know, four, four hours, give or take. But I want you to go through these slowly. I don't want this to be a, a race. I want this to be an opportunity where I am facilitating a lot of slow conversation and emotional sharing. Okay, let's move on to class number two. Class number two is called the growth-oriented marriage. And this is where I go really, really deeply into the difference between the two models of marriage that people typically fall under, which is the validation model of marriage and the individuation model of marriage. And I actually start this class by talking a lot about why most of us really are tempted to and enticed by this idea of the validation-based model. It's everywhere in our culture. It's everywhere in pop music. It's on TV. It's in the movies. It's at church. We really can't escape it. So we come by this really, really honestly. And yet at the same time, it is not a growth oriented model of marriage. It's oftentimes uh, conflict avoidant and it's actually growth. Um, it's not growth positive. And so I actually use this class as an opportunity to help people recognize that most of us, until we suffer enough and struggle enough, we fall into this validation based model of marriage. And that's okay. It's just something that is not helping us grow, especially in crisis. And sometimes it's actually getting in the way because validation-based relationships really do have um, an implicit expectation that both partners are able to sort of be on the same page and they don't like to encourage the other to be different because that makes us uncomfortable. An individuation-based model 
of marriage is one that is actually very, very deeply committed to one's own growth and to the growth of one's partner. And so they welcome the inevitable anxiety that comes with watching one's partner explore life, explore beliefs, explore interests, explore where they want to be, what they want to do, and recognize that while we have the commitment in the marriage to be true to one another, kind, respectful, honorable, loyal, also part of a validation-based model of marriage is really profoundly committed to allowing our partner to grow. And so I go really, really deeply into that concept and what I do is I actually offer a um, quite a long list of the components of what a validation-based marriage can look like, all of the characteristics of a marriage like this. And after every few points, I actually encourage the couple to stop and process with each other. Where do we fall in, in, in re regards to how we do in this in our marriage? How can we do differently? How would this help each of us if we allowed each other this kind of shift in our marriage? And I give everybody in the marriage an opportunity to really uh, slowly process each of these, each of these components of what a growth-oriented marriage can look like, and what each each what each partner can do to help participate in the creation of this new kind of dynamic in their marriage. The essence of this second class is to help people in or to help your marriages. Uh, build a base with a stronger, well, the foundation of every marriage I would hope is love. And yet what I've come to recognize and something that I talk about also in this class is oftentimes marriages that struggle the most in uneven faith expansion is they have built their marriage on one single pillar. And that that pillar is the church. That's what they do. That's what they believe. That's what they talk about. That's what they aspire to. All of their goals are wrapped around this one single pillar. And my hope in this class and in all of my classes is that I am expanding your marriage so that it can be based on multiple pillars. That's not saying that we throw the one pillar out of the church because if it is and remains valuable to the more traditional member of the marriage, or it may also remain valuable just in a different way to the expanding member, I want to keep that there and I want to honor that. But also the very strongest marriages are built on multiple pillars of passion interest, activities, conversations, hobbies. And my hope is that as you grow in this validation-based model of marriage, that you will recognize that you are growing and have the potential to grow more pillars in your marriage. Okay, let's move on finally to class number three. In class number three, I call this developing healthy stress management and sharing your faith development narrative. So you're probably noticing that it is in class three that I start actually talking a little bit about faith crisis itself and faith development and this idea of faith expansion. So we've spent two whole classes really building a firm foundation about the legitimacy of each partner's experience. And hopefully I'm, um, my hope is that I am establishing some trust with the more traditional partner and helping them see that I really do see them and I'm on their side as well. I start this class by talking a little bit about the difference between stress and trauma and how as partners, we have the potential of helping this marriage work through this experience, which is in fact stressful. That cannot be prevented. But I talk a little bit about the brain and how if partners are able to show up for each other and support one another, 
something that is stressful, like a faith expansion experience in a marriage need not become traumatic. And I go really, um, you know, I go into some detail about how there is a difference between stress and trauma and what partners can do to support one another in this faith expansion experience so that this doesn't become unnecessarily traumatic for the marriage and for the extended family and the children and, and the surrounding people. Okay, then I go into talking about our stress management styles. And this is where I explain to people a little bit about how we come by our stress management styles, honestly, and in our childhoods. And I go into some detail in breaking down uh, a paradigm that helps each of us understand why we do what we do in stress. Some of us move towards one another and are really pursue, pursuing, and others of us really clam up and disappear. And I really help people understand maybe what they're already seeing going on in their marriage, but they don't necessarily have a name for it. So that is this, this is the place where you understand a little bit better as a couple, what your strategies are for managing conflict and how you came by them honestly in those earlier years so that you can have more of awareness for them and move into a different and perhaps healthier uh, help uh, stress management style. At this point in the class, we are going to talk about uh, timelines. We're going to be creating both partners a faith enhancing timeline, meaning I want each of you to start learning about and externalizing via an actual written timeline about the development of your testimony or your own experience in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, which is how your faith grew, who were the greater influences, and some sort of highlights. At this point in time, I'm going to actually invite both partners, but only, only if they want to, to create a faith complicating timeline. Now this may only be the faith expanding partner that participates in this activity, but I'm going, I want to have uh, both partners have the opportunity to do this. And then at the end of this class, we are going to, I'm going to set up some ground rules and really uh, facilitate walking partners through the sharing of not only the faith expanding timeline, but also the faith comp complicating timeline so that both partners can have uh, be a beginning opportunity to listen to the actual experience of the other partners. Now I put this at the end of the third class and the first course, because it is my intention that I have built a really strong foundation and have given both partners a lot of tools on how they can be present with the partner who is having a different experience on how they can show empathy on how they can work on auto-regulation when they get overwhelmed, how they can notice what their uh, strategies are to manage the other partner, how they can notice if they're moving into the desire to control the partner or to shut the partner down. I really, really try to set a foundation so that partners can be present for this first part of actually looking at what, what the, the faith expanding partner is going through so that both partners can have not only the strength to talk about this, the ability to handle um, the, the intensity of what he's just likely feeling, but also that they can have a little bit of a foundation around um, an increased ability to hear and sit with and have empathy for their partner and what each of their experiences are, not just the faith expanding partner and all of their emotions, but also the emotions of the partner that is more traditional because both experiences matter. And I really want to set the playing field as a level one where both partners feel like this is potentially an intimacy expanding experience, not something that is destroying their marriage, but something that may actually help this marriage grow to be stronger and more resilient than they thought possible before this happened. Throughout each of these three classes, 
and in all of the classes that I'm going to be doing moving forward, you are going to have multiple opportunities to pause, to reflect. I give you lots and lots of prompts. So you don't have to think of those yourselves and also journaling time. So it is my hope that this will be really, really helpful to so many of you who have reached out to me and that this will give you an opportunity that will be even superior to a group opportunity so that you can go slow. You can really sit with your partner. You can sit with your own emotions. You can do what works for you in your time and in your space. And you can go through these classes as many times as you want. So if you want more information, like I said, please go to latterdaystruggles.com and you can either purchase the course or you can put an email in there so that you can be contacted the moment they are live. And I really, really hope these help you. I love all of you out there. I just can't tell you how rewarding it is to be in relationship with so many of you. I could have never guessed when I started this podcast that this would truly become an interactive community where I feel as if I have made friends and people that I love and care for. And I want to be here with you. And so it is my honor and privilege to be serving you in this way. Thank you for being here and I will see you next time. Bye-bye. Dialogue Podcast Network.